Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. I am joined today by Tasha. She is joining us from Rhythm Jewelry, and we're going to talk all about collaborations and how collaborations can be key to growing our businesses. Welcome in to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So excited to talk about this because I know for myself, this has really skyrocketed my growth. But before we do that, tell us more about yourself and your business. Yeah, so um, I started working in a jewelry store when I was 15. It was my part-time high school job. Um, And then I worked there on and off for many years. Uh, I moved to Asia for a few years and then decided to go to goldsmithing school. So after Asia, I moved to Montana and was there for a few years and then graduated with a, it's bad that I don't remember exactly what my certificates say, (laughs) but it was um, uh, certificates in goldsmithing, jewelry design. I also have a certificate in CAD design for jewelry. And then when I finished that, I came back to Canada and worked in a really busy studio here for about 10 years. So my background is in jewelry repair and manufacturing of all kinds, most of it being engagement rings, wedding bands, that type of area. And then it'll be five years ago this month, actually. Five years ago, I started Rhythm Jewelry, uh, which is, I still do all of our custom design that we've normally done. And then now I design jewelry inspired for dancers. Uh, which is really random because I don't have a professional dance background, which is the first question I always get asked. Uh, But it was a niche in the market that really was not being met. Um, So that's very long story short. That's kind of how we got started. I love it. It's always interesting to hear how our life experiences led us to where we're at now and that you found that the unmet need and you chose to niche in that. So how did you make that connection with with the jewelry design for dancers so i have some friends who are in the professional dance world uh one friend in particular has taught ballet for many many years um and she kept asking me to do a line of jewelry for dancers and i was like that's a hard no (laughs) what do i know about designing jewelry for dancers like it's just I, i don't know anything about it and then they a few other people asked me and then they started getting a little bit more aggressive about it. Um, and so I started doing research on it because sometimes it's not necessarily about making what you want to make as a creative. We want to make what inspires us and what we want to make, but it's finding the blend between making what you want to make and what people are actually going to buy. So um, we started doing ballet tap jazz and have now expanded into other genres because it's going really well. Um, I'm also trained in the CAD, which is kind of the new school way of doing jewelry. So um, instead of carving things by hand out of wax, which I'm also trained in, you do it on the computer and the computer mills the wax for you. Uh, So it's really good for logo jewelry. So for many years I was doing corporate jewelry, which is, you know, you get 10 years of service or 20 years of service, you get your pin or your ring or 
Um, so I was already doing that for other companies. So now I offer that for dance studios and companies as well too, to do something based off of their logo. Um, and I would say that even though I'm not a dancer and my studio looks very different than their studio, there really is a ton, there really is a ton of overlap between the two disciplines. They're both in um, the creative field. Um, I do understand the hours of work and dedication it takes for them to become professional and to progress at what they're doing because I'm doing the same thing. It's just in a different form. So there's a ton of overlap that I can identify with um, and I'm still learning. I love it. And we're all still learning as we go. So Absolutely. you're five years into business now. And yeah, into my own, yeah, into your own business. So, in growing this business, how have collaborations played into that and contributed to your success? Collaborations are huge for me. So, uh, when I first started, I had a couple things going against me. Uh, one was nobody knew who I was in the dance community, so I didn't have that um, kind of in that some people have. I didn't know really anybody in the community. So collaborating has really helped me get my name out there. And it kind of has made me um, seen as more, it gives you a bit more street cred when you're working with someone who already has the cred in the community. Yeah. Um, and it's also the other thing I had going against me is one of the reasons I started my own business is because I had little ones at home and I wanted a little bit more flexibility, um, but I didn't have a ton of money to invest. I had to be very super strategic on how I spent my money and where I spent it. And collaborating for me was one of the biggest bangs for my buck, I guess is how you yeah. would put it. Yeah. So how did you start to identify number one, who would benefit from collaborating with you? So I think, um, when you're talking about collaborations, people have a tendency to go really big with the collaborations and focus on the really big ones. I had a really large one last year. I designed a collection with uh, Nappy Tabs. They're very big in the dance community. They're um, the creative directors and choreographers uh, for Jennifer Lopez. Every time she performs, they do a lot of the big Vegas residencies. So that was a very large um, collaboration for me. But sometimes even the smaller ones can be super beneficial. So. A perfect example is um, there's a woman here in the city who does dance photography. So she does all kinds of photography, but her focus is really on dance. So I messaged her on Instagram. <laughs> I call her my 90 day fiance now because I messaged <laughs> her on Instagram, Instagram and was like, hey, you do dance photography and I make dance jewelry. Do you want to be friends? I worded it a little bit more professionally than that, sure, but that, sure. was the, that was the gist of the message. Um, and then so we found a way to work together. Fast forward five years, we're like macaroni and cheese. She does all of my photos for my website. Um, everything I need, she does. And then in exchange, I help her with other things. So I either promote her to my clients or if she has really big um, photography things that need to be done, I'll come and assist and we'll trade time for time. So um, I've started coaching some product-based business owners. And the one thing that I really, really think people sometimes skip is when you're approaching someone to collaborate, you have to really come at it from a point of value and it has to be equal. If you're asking someone to collaborate with you and you're coming across as what can you give me, it's just really icky and nobody's going to want to, <laughs> nobody's going to want to work with you. So you have to kind of flip the script and make sure that it's 
it's even. Approaching a photographer saying, can I get photos from you and I'll tag you in all my posts is generally not usually enough for a photographer and they get messages like that all the time. So you have to come to the table with a little bit more than that. So that's a, a smaller collaboration that has worked out amazingly well for me. Even just co-giveaways with other um, companies that are my clients are also going to be interested in is a really great way to get your name out there that costs very little. Definitely, definitely. And being proactive, you know, being the one to reach out with value for them. And that can be a, a hard thing for business owners a lot of times to have that confidence to be like, hey, you know, and introduce yourself, step out of your comfort zone and approach them. But when you do come at it from that standpoint, you know, coming, how can I provide value to them? That right there, that's where the, the magic happens because who doesn't want something else? You know, like, all right, yeah. like this, this could benefit me. All right. I think I do want to team up with her because look at what we can accomplish together. And I, I just absolutely love that. So what are some of the other benefits that you have found that collaborations have done for you? So I think for me, it's really helped. Um, it's really helped get my name out there in the community and established me as someone who is somewhat of an expert. Um, so the way that I've approached it personally is because I do a lot of custom design and that's what feels most authentic to me is I've reached out to people who have a much larger following than I do and offered to design pieces together. So uh, one of the people that I worked with uh, last year, I worked with the Hatala sisters. So they're from um, Edmonton here. And Taylor was the youngest dancer to dance with Janet Jackson. They've Her and her sister have both been on Ellen multiple times. They have a really large following, like well, over a million between the two of them. So a perfect example of how collaborating can be beneficial is Taylor at the time, I think she had just finished being a Puma ambassador when she started working with me. And I know for that structure, uh, Puma was paying her per post, I believe. And I'm not sure what the payment schedule was there, but I know as starting out in business, I don't have Puma money. So <laughs> a sneakier way to kind of get around that is to do something together where they're going to get a percentage of sales or they have their... Um, kind of creative brain in it. And then what winds up happening is because they've designed it with you, they're really proud of what they've done. When I worked with Nappy Tabs last year, she designed a whole collection and she's so excited because it's something that she she came up with. So she wears it and promotes it way more than the contract says she has to. She's just wearing her stuff all over town because she's made it and she's she's happy with it. So for me, that gives you a lot more exposure and a lot more... Um, credibility with your customers than if you're just paying for advertising. Definitely, definitely. What common mistakes do you see entrepreneurs making when they're approaching people for collaborations? We talked about value, but are there any other mistakes that we should avoid when thinking about collaborations or approaching someone to collaborate with us? Yeah, I would um, say the first one which you already talked about is coming across as a little icky, like what can I get out of you? And I think approaching the wrong people. I see that happening all the time in small business marketing. And just because somebody has 2 million followers doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to bring anything your way. 
So you have to think of who are you, who are you throwing the ball to? Is the person you're throwing the ball to going to catch it? Is it somebody that your clients are interested in? If your clients are predominantly, you know, women in their 50s or 60s and you're working with someone who's 20, that might not resonate with them and they might not be interested. I've also found sometimes when you have to pay someone to be an influencer for you, um, that's their job. So lots of times they're advertising. Every time they post, it's an advertisement for something. So sometimes it gets lost in the shuffle. So for me, I've been very successful in reaching out to people who aren't even necessarily influencers, but they have enough of a following that people are actually going to listen. So even if it's 5,000 followers or 10,000 followers, sometimes you get a bit more traction that way. Um, it's the same when people hit you up for fundraising, you know, can you give me a piece of jewelry for my whatever company? Um, and I try to do as much of that as I can, but I have to really make sure that their brand aligns with my brand. Otherwise, it's, it's almost just a waste of, of time. I love that you mentioned it because it is very much about being strategic. You know, we get caught in the bright, shiny object chase sometimes. We're like, okay, if I could only get this person to, you know, endorse my product or wear my product or, you know, if we're not making sure that their audience is aligned with our audience, what what good is that that collaboration going to do? Like you said, that's perfectly stated. And lastly, I want to dive into for the more introverted entrepreneur, is there any advice you can give them to, all right, how do you go about approaching someone? Like, okay, I know that our, our audiences are aligned. I know that I could bring you value. How can the more introverted entrepreneur approach others for collaborations? I think introverted or extroverted, we all have um, self-doubt. I think particularly as women, it's very difficult. We struggle with pricing, knowing our, our value, and you have to just be okay with no. Some people are just yeah. not your people. Some people just don't like jewelry and that's okay. They're just not my ideal customer. They're just not my people. There's always going to be someone who thinks you're too expensive or your style isn't theirs. And that that's, that's okay. You have to just be okay with the no's because the more no's you get, the closer you are to getting a yes. So you can email 20 people and get one answer and all you need is that one answer. But we have a tendency to focus on the 19 who didn't answer us back or the 19 who said no versus the one who said yes. So I think introverted people, that's a very difficult to overcome. Um, so sometimes it's easier to do it through an email or a DM. There is a bit of a trick to it, I found. Um, People are very distracted. So you need to be very quick and to the point. If you're yeah. writing them a three page story about who you are, they're not, <laughs> they're gonna look at it and they're they're gonna move on with their day. So you need to be very quick and to the point. And I think for introverts, if you start with just the the basics, like just force yourself to send an email or two a week. And then as you keep going, you'll get more and more comfortable with it. Um and then I think most of my um, students that I'm coaching now, I have a lot of introverts. They have a really difficult time selling themselves and having the confidence to sell themselves. So I think if you can shift the mindset from you selling a product to how is my product going to help you, 
how is it going to give you value, then it it gives you a little bit um, more confidence and it feels more authentic when you're reaching out to people. Absolutely. And I love how you said, you know, being okay with no. You know, it really does open up that room and that space for those yeses then because we do dwell on the no's. But I've really, within this past year, taken the approach, okay, a no just means next opportunity. It's okay. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. You know, I... You may not hear back from people, so it's okay to follow up. And like you said, be concise. It is a noisy world out there. It's okay to follow up. We're used to getting that all the time. Think about how you're advertised to on a daily basis. You know, so many of these, it's it's second, third, fourth email before you're like, who is this person? Why are they emailing? Okay, I guess I'll read it now. So, Tasha, these were great, great points, and our listeners can really get so much value out of collaborations and you taught them exactly how to go about it. So thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to share your value with our community. Where can we learn more about you? So my website is www.rhythmjewelry.com. Jewelry is spelled the Canadian way with two L's and Instagram is at Rhythm Jewelry as well as Facebook. I love it. Well, thank you again. And until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 